welcome to a spooky it's not going to be that spooky unless uh, <laughs> you consider my slightly croaky voice vaguely upsetting hello yes spooky episode of stacy's pop culture parlor it's episode 146 i should have said that first i didn't plan to do a spooky opening and i lost a lot of steam real quick uh hey welcome to the show <laughs> <laughs> i am your host the spooktacular titular stace and joining me in the parlor is friend of the show friend of me my co-host with the co-most on never seen pod but also lee's there so he's also co-most as well because i don't if I don't say that it's Jenny Newman hello hi 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 everyone nice to be back in the parlor <laughs> see now because I just because I just got back a few weeks ago from Florida where I did all like Disney World and brag. Universal Studios yeah total brag <laughs> I did it totally solo adventure <laughs> anyway because I did the Haunted Mansion which is my favorite ride oh I should have written that down as a film that I also watched anyway we'll come to that Whenever that ride starts, you have this really spooky, ooky voice, which I really love. It's part of the reason I love the, the, the ride. And what is it? He says, I am your host, your ghost host. <laughs> nice. I yeah, it. I didn't. I didn't think it through. I didn't even write down. I literally just wrote down episode 146, Jenny. So <laughs> I, uh, I, I didn't do well. You would think after 146 episodes, I'd be good at intros and outros. But the fact remains that I am, in fact, not. Um, well, I mean... <laughs> You're there for all of the ones I record for Never Seen. And I've only put at least one of them in, in the edit that I fucked up. Yeah, I feel like there's been, what, 16, maybe 17 by the time this comes out, episodes I've never seen. But there have yep. probably been about 35 intros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's actually very true. <laughs> not even so, going to um, take offence, because it's always usually very funny. <laughs> that's not a rousing endorsement for you to go and have a little listen to never seen like this kind of level of uh, top level bants mm. plus lee grice actually knowing things about film and jenny knowing things about film i'm just there really for um flavor i guess <laughs> i mean lee knows more than both of us but to be fair he's older than us so yeah he's wiser wiser say wiser because he, he might yeah. listen to this and be upset about, about <laughs> the implication is. there <laughs> he is wiser than us on mm-hmm. matter of well most things actually yeah i like to pretend that it's to do with my bad memory that i could be like oh, i just don't remember facts about films but if you've ever started me talking about the ninja turtles you know that that's not true i can retain facts about pop culture quite a lot of them many many useful and completely useless ones yeah. um but you know i just my brain just decides to filter out anything that's not you know ninja related, I guess. right yeah. yes yeah yeah <laughs> On that note, this isn't a turtles pod because core blimey, it's fucking it's bloody bloody Halloween, eh? It's bloody Halloween already. When Halloween? When, I mean, I know obviously we know when this happens because yeah. it's it's happens the same every year. Every year, but it's just it's like a blink and a click, and we're here. And I don't, you know. Yeah. I mean, we've had phew, fucking awful times of this year. Let's be honest. Yeah. In like personal lifetimes, which we won't delve into because. <laughs> because no. nobody wants to no. be that sad no exactly but all of a sudden it's like halloween next yeah. it's going to be christmas i mean i don't mind that because you know christmas is i like christmas a lot i know that a lot of people are christmasy curmudgeons and it's all like oh it's you know capitalism blah 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 but i don't think there's anything better than spoiling your mates getting thoroughly spoiled yourself eating all of the food yes. from about november the 15th onwards <laughs> Like, just all of the watching, like, stupid, cosy shit movies. Yeah. That reminds me, actually, 
this this might get cut out of this because it's pertinent to never seen and not the parlor but maybe it's a sneaky sneak preview I say sneak preview because it'll be next year. We've already decided this year's Christmas special. True. But next year, I might want to force you and Lee to watch a really terrible, I don't think it's a Hallmark movie, but it's similar, Christmas film called Holiday in Handcuffs. Yes, we because, should. Because it's really fucking dreadful. But I think we could have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> I think we should do that. I think mm-hmm. we should go one better and just tag another one onto it and just like make it a double bill because those yeah. films are not good. They're no. comically bad, mm-hmm. um, but I've I've watched many of them because, like many a bad horror film, you put them on, you start it, for some reason you can't switch off because it's so bad it's comical, and I've lost my train of thought of it already. I it's think, comforting yeah, in its shitness. It is comf- <laughs> it's sh- yes, it's cosy, comforting in its shitness, and that's why that's why I stick with it. Because you say about we eat all the foods from about you know, mm. like second week in November because it's Halloween. They've like already released all of their snack bag treats mm-hmm. of chocolates. Yeah. And they're only like a couple of quid a bag. I've already been buying loads. Like they're not for Halloween trick or treaters. No, I got them cheap shit from Lidl. No, the good shit I've been buying for me. I've got, this isn't an advert. This isn't an advert, right? But my mom for my birthday bought me these. I don't know if you can see them. They're Tony's Chocolate Only. Oh, little yeah. bits. Little yeah. bits, right? And they're just like little chocolate covered biscuity bits with salted caramel chunks. Mm. And they might be the best things I've ever put in my mouth. So, you know, uh, give me a sponsor, Tony's Chocolate Only. Well, have <laughs> just you... send some more free chocolates. That'll do. Have you tried M&M brownies? No, I don't really like M&Ms because I don't really like the sugary coating. Oh. I don't like I don't like Smarties for the same reason. Oh, OK, OK. Then you'd probably hate them. But... I'm not always a fan of M&M's because I find that mm. the chocolate is OK, but not like great. Yeah. I prefer Smarties, funnily enough, or Cadbury Snowballs. That sounds more innuendo than I mean it to. But they're like <laughs> they're like large balls of chocolate in a very thin sugar coating, but lots of powdered oh, sugar okay. on top. They're fucking lovely. <laughs> but M&M brownies, they're like different size of each one you take out the bag. If you think like mm. M&M peanuts, where they can be a misshapen palaver, that's a bit like M&M brownies, but they taste yeah. better. It's like, it's like cracking the bag. They've only just come out in America because when I was yeah. doing I was doing Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, it's a thing. It's great. Aww. All the villains are out. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and you can do it. Um, uh, it's at the Magic Kingdom, and you do a trick or treat trail. But this year they wanted you to go through things to then get the sweets at the end. I was like, no, I just want just you to give me sweets. Free sweets. I know, like this is ostensibly a podcast about pop culture, and we've talked a lot about sweets. But um, a friend of mine has a kid who is a little bit on the uh, weird side. I love her. She's really fucking funny. <laughs> um, and apparently she was having a bit of a, an upset the other day because they ordered some night like, shopping and they'd ordered some sweets and they got subbed for jelly babies. Um. And uh, and her dad was like, no, it'll be, it's fine. They're still jelly sweets. They're, they're the same. And she said, <laughs> she said, no, they're not. I don't trust the dust. <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> like the powdered sugar. I mean she like she doesn't realize it but she's basically saying just say no yeah Jeez. I think it's, it just made me laugh because when you were saying about it, it's like cracking a bag well <laughs> M- Monica would not trust that at all um I get it I get I mean I, I I'm not a huge fan of jelly babies unless no. it's the red ones if it's the red ones or the green ones do you know it's not the dust that bothers me it's the eating uh, a baby no, that doesn't bother me either. I'll, I'll eat most things. Um, <laughs> not going to lie, I'll give anything a try once. Uh, oh, that's a lot. No, that is a lie, actually, because I categorically can't even think about putting like an oyster in my mouth. Oh, the oh, texture. No. Oh. 
Oh. Absolutely not. Don't make that noise while eating it. Oh. No, I don't think I could even get it like near my mouth because mm. I'd just be like, <laughs> panic heaves. Like, <laughs> but with jelly babies, it's the weird sort of because there's not a coating on them, but yet they've got like a weird sort of almost crust that's not really a crust. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how to describe it, and mean. I don't like that. The crinkly yeah. outer. Crink- as you thing. bite in, you've got oh. that outer shelly type thing, and then it's yeah. the jelly gelatin. Yeah. Just have a wine gum and shut up about it. Oh, I don't like oh. wine gums. What? I know. I don't know. If I, I, mean, I like fruit gums and sometimes fruit pastels, but I don't like the black or orange ones. Okay, I don't but, really... but the black ones are the best ones. Oh. But, I just, but that'd I be don't... good then if we shared a bag of them because I could oh, eat yeah. all the black you could, ones. Eat, you could have all the black currant ones. Mm. I'll have all the strawberry green and yellow ones. That just leaves orange. I mean, I'd, I'd probably share the yellow and green ones with you. Yeah, I don't really like the green ones anyway. Right, That's fine. fucking. Movies, the thing yeah. is, it's like it's a pop culture parlor, obviously episode, but mm-hmm. snacks are very important when it comes to watching. Oh, absolutely. Films and TV, so you have to know these things. You know when you go into. Yeah, like don't take Pringles to the cinema ever or any Christmas. Yeah. I've only just started, I've only just started to like popcorn this year, which is my brother's fault. <laughs> but even then, there's like it can be a soft crunch, but it's still a crunch. And then I, the scraping of the box. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind the like the flavour and the and the uh, the taste and whatever of popcorn. What I don't like is the little skinny kernel bits that get stuck in your teeth yeah. for hours, and yeah. you just find them for days, no matter how much you fucking floss. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm against that. I don't like. I, I think it's like PTSD from when I had a fixed brace, and I used to mm-hmm. have to use like a little brush that was shaped like a Christmas tree to get them to all get out. between all the little wire bits. Yeah. After just to drive me mad, cleaning my teeth was like an ordeal. Yeah, yeah don't down don't, popcorn. Yeah, but at least we have sweet and salty here. I had to ask where it's specifically in America because all they fucking offered was butter, and that does not but taste that, nice. No, I don't understand buttered popcorn like mm. toffee popcorn. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. Oh, I can't talk about weird popcorns because I once had a blue cheese popcorn and I thought it was one of the best things I'd ever eaten. So, like, shut your mouth, Stacey, who are you to judge? <laughs> Never, ever am I going to eat that. So. <laughs> I, I think I tried a whiskey flavour one once as well, and that was categorically weird. That sounds um, terrible. Well, I don't think whiskey tastes nice unless you're already a bit drunk. Like, unless it's like a really good whiskey. Anyway, let's talk about some films. Bless let's you. Let's do that. Thank because you. Because I have watched a lot of things this month and i know you have as you well have. um I've yeah watched I've, a few i've been trying to do the 31 days of horror a la the prompts from uh what's the podcast called nightmare night before on, not oh no nightmare on film street for briefly for a second there i thought the word podcast was in it but i don't think it i is. thought it was carry on i'll just have a check <laughs> do a little look it up um right, yeah. but i had to jiggle around some of the prompts simply because uh, me and Rich have decided to start supporting the Electric Cinema in Birmingham a bit more because it's a great little cinema. It's like the UK's oldest cinema. They have sofas. They serve you cocktails. <laughs> like nice. it's great. It is great. Um, so we've we booked in a few spooky movies at the uh, <laughs> at the Electric and then realised that they did not match with the prompts whatsoever. So we've had to like swap a couple of round or like really scrape the barrel of acceptable reasoning. <laughs> Uh, for example, the day where it was supposed to be Killer Machines, we went to see Hellraiser on the big screen with a Q&A with three of the Cenobites afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were like, the puzzle box is a machine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
mean, I'm sure it's like mechanical. It has so. mechanical parts. They move around. They interact with one another. It causes yeah. like certain it's a killer machine. It's a, it's a machine. It's a machine. It's fine. Yeah, I'm fine. It is. Yeah, I'm with it. And yeah, um, it, yeah, it's the Nightmare on Film Street podcast. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Um, yeah. So I mean, I mean, that was amazing. I'd never seen uh, Hellraiser on the big screen before, mm. um, and I'd sort of forgotten how amazing the various stages of gooey Frank look. <laughs> Um, like some of the other effects are a little bit ropey, like especially the bit where he actually like comes out of the floorboards and it just looks like a sad like science class skeleton covered in jelly. But like the bits where he's like in between sucking the life out of people and he's got like dangly facial parts and just ooey gooey stuff grimness it's amazing (laughs) uh but yeah so that was really good but anyway i'm not going to talk about that because that film is from like the 80s or whatever (laughs) well that's okay because one of the films i watched is also from the fun fact Mm -hmm. i don't actually think i've seen hellraiser i have seen snippets of it and ah. bits and bobs in documentaries but i don't think i've actually seen it all the way through i would say give it a watch because it's not uh so there was a lot of uproar at the time that it came out because not only was it a horror movie which was a little bit risky business as it was mm-hmm. but it was it also has like a lot of religious iconography and uh, like snm sort of stuff yeah. happening yeah. um so it was like a triple threat of stuff people want to ban your movies for having <laughs> So there was like a lot of outcry about it, but it's actually like a really genuinely like creepy film. But it also has some like really kick ass women in it. Oh, nice. when it came out yeah. um female Cenobite is amazing one of the main villains is uh like a sort of almost femme fatale kind of bird and she's brilliant yeah. um and then the main protagonist is a lady as well so you know you've got to love all of that and it's not quite as snme as you might think yeah. you might have been led to believe because i was a bit put off watching it because i'm not that's not it, look i'm never going to judge people for liking it but that's not for me thanks no sure <laughs> so i was worried about watching it but weirdly it's one of my mom's favorite movies and she was like no no please you've got to watch it you've got to watch it <laughs> so we watched it and then a couple of years ago for reasons i can't fathom me and rich watched all 11 12 of the that's, films that exist a lot of hellraisers isn't it i would say 10 of them are bad <laughs> I think one's really good and two's pretty good. Yeah. And then there's there's just a real there's a real drop off in quality. That there's a couple of films where blatantly they tried to like pitch another movie and couldn't get it made, and so they were like, just pop a pinhead in it. We'll just pop a pinhead in it, and then it'll be hell, and it'll be fine. <laughs> so like they've just, just pinheads just inexplicably there. Um, and Henry, baby Henry Cavill's in one of them. Oh really? Was it's he not handsome good. then? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I say that, take that, take that with a pinch of salt. I might edit it out if I do a little bit of research because I don't know how old he was when he was in it, and I don't know if it's creepy that I just said that. <laughs> what if we just say, "Oh, was he cute in it?" He was very cute. Yes. There you go. We can just use that cut instead. <laughs> <laughs> right, Jennifer. Yeah. What have you been watching? Bam. Well, I've been watch watching film wise new films. I've watched. Whilst I was stateside, I went to a cineplex there, which was actually very empty on, at Universal Studios. Yeah, I know, dropping it all, but there you go. Um, <laughs> that, I mean, it was outside of Universal Studios, but it was on the complex where Universal Studios is, because there's like lots of shops mm-hmm. and shit there. Anyway, so I went there and I watched uh, Haunting in Venice, which is a new oh, um, okay. Poirot 
Kenneth Branagh Poirot, and it also had Michelle Yeoh. And I fucking love her. She's amazing. Who else did it have? A comedian that I've forgotten the name of. (laughs) Oh, you can do it. Or describe them to me and I'll see if I can figure it out. She was in and created, I think she also created 30 Rock. Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Fey. Okay, yeah. She's in it and there are others in it (laughs) that were also very, very good. And some of them probably famous that I have uh, forgotten the name of. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, I didn't didn't know the story i think it was um i have a funny feeling it was a short story rather than one of agatha christie's long novels because i think it was like the halloween party or something don't hold me to that but i have a feeling it was one of her shorter pieces but um i really enjoyed it it was not scary scary it was just spooky it did have a couple of good jump scares but generally it was just a really good like spooky tale like you would if you were telling spooky tales at your friend's like sleepover or whatever it doesn't have to be halloween you were just telling scary stories it would be a good scary story and i enjoyed it for that then i went to halloween horror nights and had fun in haunted houses well not haunted houses but scary houses where scare actors jump out you go oh no i'd hate that yeah you'd have universal monsters one where i had um was it Jekyll and Hyde and the Phantom and the Invisible Man? But that was amazing. I did that one twice. I went over to The Exorcist. You know the new Exorcist that's coming that's come out now? Yeah, yeah. Is it Exorcist Rise or something? I can't remember. The one that's meant to be really awful. But mm-hmm. then I think they all are, bar the first one. And possibly a jump scare in the third one. Anyway, <laughs> I went into that not knowing the film at all. But that place scared, you know, gave me some good <laughs> scares. I tell you. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I cut my hand on my own finger now from holding my hands up under my <laughs> chin. Because you, you'd literally, you don't want to accidentally punch someone for scaring you. Do you know, that would be my biggest problem, yeah. is that I would, I think I would, yeah, like panic yeah. react yeah. and just slap someone. Just slap someone. <laughs> yeah, so I went to that and I didn't get back till late. So the following day I had a quiet day and I decided to go to the cinema again because right there, why, <laughs> why not? not? They're not too expensive. And I could get really chubby, fat mozzarella sticks for not much money either and popcorn, which is not great, but get it anyway. And a really cool box of M&Ms. Just saying, snacks, guys. Anyway, connections. (laughs) And I went to see Disney's new Haunted Mansion. I am intrigued by this, but the trailer made it look really shit. So I want to know what you think. (laughs) I think it's better than the Eddie Murphy one. Okay. wise Story-wise, I think is better than that one. I also think that some of the effects and stuff are better than... But then it's about... It's like a big time mm. difference when the two... I did nod off a couple of times watching it. Like, I didn't, like, go full asleep, but I could just, like, <laughs> rest my eyes a little bit because mm. I was quite tired from the night before, which is why I told you about Horror Nights rather than just say I fell asleep during the film. I thought context <laughs> was important. Yeah. I did enjoy it. Is what it was. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. did enjoy it because also I'm a really big fan of the ride. And there's a lot of sort of fan service for those that know the ride and know it well. There's lots of things in the film that, you know, shout back to the theme park ride. Overall, I did enjoy it. If I was to give it out of five stars, though, I'd probably give it a three star and only just threes because it's not great. Do you know what? After a, yeah, I think I feel like you'd probably give it a two or a two and a half. But mm, okay. <laughs> I would say after a Sunday roast... And you just mm. want to sit out, sit veg out and not have to pay much attention to something. Yeah. Perfect. You know what? You're saying that and this is a bit of a tangent, but I am a little bit worried because this Sunday, right, 
me and Rich were supposed to go and see Killers of the Flower Moon last week, but then there was a flood in Birmingham and we just yeah. we couldn't, so we had to cancel. And the only time we could rebook it for was for this Sunday. And so Rich was like, let's book and go for a lovely roast at the Wolf in Birmingham. Now, the Wolf in Birmingham, they're not even paying me to say this, literally the greatest roast dinners I've ever had in my entire fucking life. Nice. The chicken one is half of a roast chicken and it comes with delicious herby roasties and greens and stuffing and like it's just oh oh my god it's so nice i can't even pretend that i'm not slightly attracted to it um (laughs) because i i would marry if i wasn't going to eat it immediately and i am very worried because killers of the flower moon is a heavy movie and it's like knocking on four hours (laughs) and i am gonna fall asleep because i'm gonna be in a dark warm room with a belly full of roast (laughs) I was just about to say that's a dangerous film for you to go and see on a Sunday after a big roast because, yes, once you add in adverts and trailers, mm. it is nearly four hours. It's just, it's just, I think it's three hours, ten minutes, about that, because yeah. I saw it last week, didn't I? Yeah, or this week. No, I saw it on Saturday. I saw it on Saturday because we had floods and I couldn't get there for the Friday. I mm. really enjoyed it. I thought it was great um, and very well done. But I I have heard some of the discourse around it as well, which I do understand and can appreciate, which is all about wouldn't it have been better to tell it from the Osage Indian's point of view rather than the white man's point of view? I don't honestly know if that's completely um, something that Scorsese would have won on. If you know what I mean, like he's down if he does, down if he doesn't sort of thing. Yeah, I don't feel like that would have been good coming from him. That's exactly (laughs) the other other argument. It's like, well, but Scorsese is an old white man and he did his best to rewrite the script after the first time he did it to redirect their vision of it. But overall, I thought it was an extremely good film and I did really enjoy it. And it it is uncomfortable to watch at times, but that's the point. And that's what's really good about it. But yeah, after having a heavy roast, might not be a good decision. Yeah, I am a little bit. I'm a little bit worried. Not gonna lie. Because <laughs> even I was like sat in there thinking, I'm quite, I'm getting quite sleepy, and I just had a hot chocolate, and that might have been my mistake. Mm. And it was a small hot chocolate for a lot of money, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. So haunted mansion. Haunted, haunted mansion. Definitely a Sunday afternoon, Sunday matinee. Yeah. Film. Is it family friendly, like a la, like Hocus Pocus levels? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, I'd say so. I think, I think there are a couple of moments for Litleys that might be a little bit scary, mm. but I would say otherwise, yes, it's actually, and I'd say, is very much on the level of Hocus Pocus, especially the first Hocus Pocus, which was, yeah. in, in in some regards, a bit more violent and scary what they were up to than what the second one was. And as much as I sort of enjoyed the second one, the first one had much more going on yeah hasn't that so yeah i watched those just said the new scorsese killers of the flower moon which was great so those were new films what else did i watch uh just check my list i'd started re-watching some of the universal monster movies because i wanted mm-hmm. to watch phantom of the opera and i'd forgotten that the phantom of the opera in the box set i've got is not the old 30s version it's the i think it's like 50s or 60s version which is all right, but it was more, Lee was quite right. It was more heavy on the opera than it was on the scares. Right. <laughs> so okay. that was in colour and it was all right, but it wasn't great. And the funniest thing really was the, the two guys that were courting Christine that wasn't the Phantom, just the other two guys like Raoul and some other bloke. But it wasn't great. So I thought I will try and find another variation of Phantom of the Opera that isn't the musical because I like the musical. 
in fact, the theme song of Phantom of the Opera from the musical still scares the shit out of me. Like, it just makes me go, ooh, when the fuck is Yeah. And the film version is not great, but I think the opening of the film is truly brilliant. Yeah, it's from, mm. like, black and white into colour and the way they do it is great. Anyway, I couldn't find the classic 19... I think it's 1930-ish. Lee's going to kill me. Uh, Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> But what I did find and get, because I thought, why not? It could be good. Remember that. I got the 1989 Robert Freddy Krueger England Phantom of the Opera. Got it on Blu-ray. I am already frightened for the wrong reasons. (laughs) (laughs) I I put that sucker on and it was described as a, a young woman in New York in like 1980s New York is auditioning for the opera and then something happens and she somehow manages to end up in the past. And I can't even remember if it was past New York or somehow past Paris, but it was the opera house and there was a phantom and that was Robert Ingram. He was the best thing about it to be fair because he's a very good actor and it was great. The film, however, was not good. (laughs) It was was quite shit. But the makeup and everything that they did for him as Phantom, because his he basically in this version, he struck a deal with the devil to make his symphony become famous and live on after him sort of thing. And that's fine. They'll do yeah. that. But he lost his good looks or well, good looks. He lost his looks and his face sort of just kept melting away. So he would sort of restitch skin onto his face and, you know. And it was very gross to watch him do it, especially when he peeled it all off and stuff. And then obviously Christine wins and, you know, she gets rid of the the phantom and stuff. And we go back to 1989, New York. And it's all like been kind of like Dallas stepping out of the shower. Oh, it was just a bad dream, you know. And she gets the role in in the uh, opera. And of course, the guy who is in charge of the music and everything is is Robert England. And you're like, huh, okay. (laughs) And for some inexplicable reason, she goes back with him to his apartment and she sees all of his music set up and a, and a floppy disk, because 80s, that of has course. the symphony on it. So she puts it in and hits a few keys and manages to start it up. And you're like, well, you're tech savvy. Well done, love. And uh, the music starts to play and it is his theme from like 100 or plus years ago. And she's like, oh, my God, it's him. Whilst he's upstairs changing his face because it actually is the phantom he's still alive inexplicably and he's been waiting for her to basically be reborn pretty gross yeah yeah so whilst he's now got a new fangled way of having his faces basically so he's just peeling off the one that's now starting to deteriorate and putting on a new one and then he's come down he's like oh you found it i've been waiting for you for so long Ooh, creepy bastard um yeah. She basically kills him and runs away. And we think, oh, she's done it. She's killed him. It's all over. It's done. And uh, she's just walking along somewhere at a later date. And she hears a violin player just playing some music. And you're thinking to yourself already. Hmm. (laughs) And she puts some money into his case. And then all of a sudden he starts playing Christine's theme. And you're like, oh, okay. Uh And that's the end of the film. There you are. I've told you the whole thing. It's that good. I sort of hate uh, this is going to be hard to word because in some cases i don't mind it but i sort of hate the inexplicable villain survival thing like i think after a certain point it becomes fine like with jason for example there's no reason for jason to be knocking around at any point after 
yeah yeah like there's so many times when i'm like you are dead though and they don't go into any explanation as to why they are not dead though but that i don't mind because they just they just decide that and they stick with it for ages yeah but with stuff like that where it's like oh oh he's still knocking around probably it's like well, why you're what? not getting a sequel <laughs> yeah with <laughs> like, that you film doing? you're absolutely not and it was definitely a direct director video type film because it was just <laughs> it was it was that bad it was awful yeah. so yeah i watched that and then excellent to- to cleanse my palate of Robert England, I put on a couple of nights ago Freddy's, uh, well, Wes Craven's New Nightmare because I love it. Oh, uh, that's that was the one that we picked for because um, one of the prompts for the 31 Days of Horror was Freddy Krueger. Yeah. And last year we watched my favourite one, which was Dream Warriors. Dream so, Warriors. Love Dream Warriors. Welcome to prime time, time bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> Do you want to know a funny thing about that? A little kind of useless piece of knowledge. So you know, yeah. Jar Jar Gabor's in it. Yeah. That their te- when the the famous American guy does the interview because I've forgotten that guy's name, but he was like a big TV interviewer at the time yeah. in America, really famous. And he was asked, "Who would you like to like interview so that you can kill?" And he's like, "Jar Jar Gabor," because I fucking hate her. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Had a really bad interview yeah. with her or something, and he was like, "Jar Jar Gabor." So they. She came in and did it. It was like a total trooper and everything. But yeah, so anyway, sorry, carry on. Imagine finding that out later, that you were invited on to be murdered because this guy sort of kind of wants to murder you, but with no consequences. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, wow. But yeah, we watched New Nightmare and I know I've seen all of the Freddies before, but I had completely forgotten this one. And so when it... When we were watching it, I was like, are we watching a film where Robert Englund is Robert Englund? And Rich was like, yeah, hey, do you yeah. not remember this? I was like, I have erased this from my brain somehow. I don't know why, because it's quite good. Yeah. But, like, I would completely forgotten that this one was the premise of it was that all the other Freddies were movies. And that, yeah. that but that, you know, the spirit of Freddy or whatever the, you know, the demon thing is, is, you know, caught up in the writings of Wes Craven or whatever. I was like, what is, t- what am I looking at? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's literally the precursor of Scream. It was meta before meta, because I think it was, what was that, 19, was that 1990 or 93? So it's about, I don't know, three or six years later. And then you had Scream, which mm. was obviously Wes Craven too. But I love Scream. I love Scream. I think the only thing with New Nightmare is the little boy, because he's not... Oh, he's bad, isn't he? Yeah, he's not great. Yeah. He's not great. Yeah. But Helen yeah. Camp. Oh, yes, love so her. good. I love her. And I, I actually think it's really interesting to see Robert England trying to play a normal person. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Like, I'm like, is this what you're actually like just in your everyday life? Because I truly believe that he's a weirdo, like like a good weirdo. Good but, weirdo, but yeah, yeah. slightly odd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I was like, the thing about that is, so yesterday, Rich and I went to see The Shining at the cinema at the Electric swapped around the prompts again so that we wangled it to be haunted hotel so we could get away with it and i'd said to rich i was like the the stark difference between the caliber of acting from this boy to that boy to the boy like and i'm not i'm not gonna rag on a child because you know that's so very mean however although it won't be a kid anymore anyway because it's like fucking three thousand years later and i feel old but oh just talking about things that made me feel odd i've got to get this out there because it drove me mad i put a post up on the tmnt subreddit the other day of some 
Inktobers that I'd done of the turtles from the 2007 movie. And the first three comments I got were people saying, oh, I grew up with this movie, loved it. And I almost, <laughs> I almost wanted to end myself then and there. God, fucking grown up. Just fuck off. <laughs> I was so mad. But yeah, I mean, I think I, I don't know whether there's like a like just just a, like a a complete lack of good child actors to choose from mm. because it's it's a it's a problem that recurs a lot in films I find, yeah. and that's why I was genuinely surprised when I first started watching Stranger Things because I was like, oh, all of the kids in this are like actually good because normally when I know something's based around you know children. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is going to be shit in it. It's going to have a good idea, but I'm going to be like, I hate all of you. You're mm. terrible. But actually, they're all like fucking amazing. Somehow they're getting worse as they get older. But <laughs> that's just them being lazy. It's weird because sometimes <laughs> I think American kid actors are sometimes better than English kid actors, mm. and then other times they surprise me, and it's the other way around. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, but I do I do I do like New Nightmare. I think it's I think it's a great idea because it's like you have yeah. to telling the stories to the bad guy sort of the way and I love that and I think Heather Langenkamp is great I really love her and she should do more I know she did that what was it Midnight Club yes last yeah. year and that was that was really good on Netflix and I did enjoy mm. that but yeah I'd love to I think she's I think I saw something about her and Matthew is it Lillard Lillard who was in Scream the original mm. Scream played Stu I think they're going to be in something together Ooh. so I'll have to keep an eye out on that but yeah, watch that. I watched Ready or Not last night. Oh, I saw I saw you put that on Instagram and I'm yeah, I really like that film. I hadn't seen it and I've had it I bought it ages ago and I've had it and that's the first time I bloody watched it for like owning it for like two years, if that. Maybe a year, don't know. Not what I thought. I was expecting something a bit more slasher esque, more Mm. scared jump jump scary type thing. But what it really was was just a massive horror comedy, like Mm -hmm. and I enjoyed every moment of it it was great yeah I thought it was really good because I was sort of I don't know what I was expecting from it when I saw it it has one of those premises that you sort of immediately know oh like I have to leave all my common sense at the door and as soon as you've done that because it like the, the, it doesn't make a lick of fucking sense the plot like no. there's no way this family have been doing this for generations everyone would be fucking dead there'd be no more family it's stupid and, and they'd um, be really found out by now yeah, just in case anybody hasn't seen it, the plot of this movie is basically a girl marries into a family and then the first night of the of her being part of this family, they pretty much just go, right, now we're going to try and kill you and you've got to survive the evening. Yeah, <laughs> just, just basically. Like, I beg of your pardon. So, like, yeah, I was as soon as I was like, oh, it's fucking nonsense, yeah. then it just became, like, such a fun ride because it's just, Bonkers. yeah, like, yeah, bananas, just murders. And, and it's quite tense in places as well, because I'm the kind of person who is anxious enough that when I was a kid, I, pay, I found playing hide and seek quite genuinely stressful because mm. I did not want to be found. No. Nobody was going to do anything to me once I got caught, but I did not want to be. I did, just the, the idea that someone was hunting for me was scary. <laughs> so like any film where people are like hiding. But I think that's why I like Halloween a lot, mm. because in the original one, like he's not a very fast moving yeah. you know murder boy and there's like so many bits where people are like hunkering down in like closets or whatever and you're just like oh he's gonna find you though and he's gonna get you and i don't i'm scared <laughs> that's the best thing about halloween it's like he walks everywhere and you're the fucking idiot who goes and hides yourself in a corner where you can't get out away get in a car don't, don't go upstairs <laughs> go out the door and run. go 
go out of state. <laughs> Do that. Don't carry on until you get to a film called Halloween Ends. Mm. And it's fucking dreadful. Just it was bad, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Such a letdown. Do you want to hear about a few films what I have watched that are relatively new? Because uh, yes. I'm, I'm so on the pulse of modern cinema. Him. You, you, well, um, you are more than me at the moment because I've, I've seen <laughs> three brand new movies. Well, actually, that's not fair. I watched one new movie which you've just watched, which we'll get to. Uh, well, let's start with that one then, because I've got I've got four movies. I think Ooh. one of them technically came out last year, but okay. over here it came out this year. Uh, um, okay. So the first one that I wanted to talk about because I really liked it a lot was Totally Killer. I fucking loved it. So good. So the premise of this for anyone who has not seen it and is interested is that uh, an infamous slasher returns after like 35 years and does a does another couple of murders. And the daughter of one of the murdered mommies decides to go back in time to the 80s and stop the murders from ever being murders. I'll phrase that really badly, but... But that's that's the least. And what I really liked about this was that again it was another one where it's like, look, just just be along for the ride, right? Don't think too hard about time travel. Don't think too hard about the fact that the time travel was created by a high school girl in a photo book. Don't look directly at the science. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Don't look directly at the sun. It's fine. Yeah, it's absolutely fine. Just Except time travel shenaniganery, and is that a word? It is <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> uh, except just accept that and have some fun with some murders. So I like I had a really good time with this film. It very much put me in the sort of same mindset of like uh, Happy Death Day or maybe Happy Death Day Two, which is a little bit sillier, I think. Yeah, Happy Death Day um, to you is definitely sillier because it has got a little bit of. Well, they were both like well, they were Groundhog Days, really, weren't they? Because they were repeating the yeah, same yeah. day. But then at least in the second one you had a whole time loop thing thrown in where her mum was alive when in the first one she was dead and it was like if we reset the time she's going to be dead again conundrum mm. but yeah. yeah i don't know what i would do with that <laughs> i think i'd that just actually, keep living the loop forever that made, that actually made me cry a little bit when i first saw it but um but no uh totally killer it, yeah it is very in the vein of happy death day and i loved it I thought the cast were great, and, and including the cast when she went back in time to the 80s. Yeah. Oh, it's just an awful lot of fun. And there, there yeah. were some good jump scares, and the, the murders were, were really good and frantic. And and yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, the only thing, because, like, I, I don't know if this was my fault or whether it was the movie, but it did, it did lose, like, half a star for me because the 80s setting bit was very like hot tub time machine mm. like very like it's the bloody 80s and i'm like all right yeah <laughs> like, i get it you don't yeah. have to like i get and i and i'm a little bit 80s out at the moment as well because everything that's set in the past the is 80s like how about the 80s and i'm like do you know what i was there for like half of the 80s it was it was fine like don't, it's all right yeah don't um, me. yeah you know i'm i'm a bit uh what's the word reminiscent sort of for it some days yeah. because you know getting old she says at 42 <laughs> but i get but no it's like the 80s flashbacks or 80s should it's like the hot thing and it has been for like the past nearly 10 years so yeah i think it's just wearing a little bit thin with me now and i think if mm. maybe it had been any other decade it'd been like you know the 70s when the slasher began but like, i know they did yeah. that with fear street but it worked mm. and that, 
that would have been good that would have been really yeah. cool soundtrack yeah. would have been amazing yeah anyway but like yeah the actual like premise and like you say like because i didn't really know anybody in the cast except the bird who plays um uh, one of the moms in modern Uh, family (laughs) is it julia bowie could be i think Mm. it is because i don't really watch it but i did recognize her but i knew the leading final girl in it because she was sabrina in the sabrina tv show i did not watch that that new one that was on netflix Mm. there was it riverdale spin-off yeah. I didn't finish it because it went a bit batshit weird crazy in a way I didn't like, so I didn't bother finishing it. But then so did Riverdale, and I didn't bother finishing that either. Yeah, no, I think we only got I think we only got about five episodes into Riverdale, and we were like, this is a nah. view, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was one of those things where I wasn't going to rag on it because I was like, I'm clearly not the target audience, so no, I'll just put, like, it, put it aside and move on to other things. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, Totally Killer I would give a wholehearted recommend to because it is, mm. yeah, it's very fun. It's kind of gory. It's like sci-fi meets horror meets comedy like it's very yeah yeah, it's just it's just fun and it seems to whiz by um we've had this conversation on never seen like a lot about how i struggle with particularly long movies especially if they are long for the sake of being long rather than actually having a long story to tell and there's there's a lot of films that outstay that like i would give them five stars but i end up giving them four because they completely outstay their welcome uh whereas this one like it felt like rich put it on and then like an hour and a half ish later we were like cool let's have a cup of tea <laughs> yeah because it, it wasn't um, like about tight 90 minutes or so wasn't it that was yeah, really yeah i don't think i don't think it was much over 90 minutes so yeah like i would wholeheartedly recommend that one of the other movies i saw the other day was saw x saw uh, 10 yeah I yeah. don't know which one you want to call it. Now, are you a fan of the franchise De Saw? I, no. I liked the first one. Because <laughs> yeah. The thing mm-hmm. is, I thought <laughs> I thought the first one was brilliantly clever and really well done. Mm-hmm. And then they kept on going, but they lost. Because you can't replicate what was so clever about the first one. Because once you've given away that surprise at the end, mm-hmm. you can't really mm-hmm. replicate it. And then it just became torture porn. And that's not a variation of horror that I like. It's yeah. just so yeah. I will I will be honest I don't usually really like torture porn but I quite enjoy the inventiveness of Saw so I'm with you I don't think it's a very good franchise because the first movie is great and then the rest of them are kind of shit with occasionally cool traps mm. <laughs> <laughs> which is sort of how I see them but I'm now at a point where I'm like well I can't no, I even watched that shit one with Chris Rock a couple of years ago, oh, Spiral or whatever it was called. Yeah. I can't even remember, but it was fucking dull as shit. But I'm now at the point where I'm like, I'm mired in this. I can't, another one comes out, I've got to what? I've got to see it. Have I? It's like the Marvel. I'm oh. I'm so in the Marvel. I've got to do all the Marvel. I have to do yeah. all the Marvel. I, I have to do all the Marvel. I don't even want to. <laughs> I don't. I, I mean, I had to do all of the Halloween. And, I, and now if they're gonna gonna and all the script, but then I still I still love Scream. I can't. I, I just. Yeah. Even no. even three fair, is growing on me. I was going to say, to be fair, I I think the 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 good to bad ratio of Scream is way more in the good. Yeah, I than agree. it is the bad. Um, I agree. But but yeah, so I watched Saw, Saw, X, Saw X. Yeah, which is set technically between Saw's one and two, so it's t- right. a prequel to two, but a <laughs> but a see. So here's sure. my here's my big problem with saw the franchise and this is a massive spoiler so if you haven't seen them and you want to watch them i was gonna say look away now but that won't help you because you're really no. yeah. yeah. um but 
in the first movie there is a girl in a trap now it's been a long time since i've seen saw so i don't fully remember the reasons why she was there or whatever but there's a girl in a trap and she escapes it right she's like one of the only people to escape to live through a trap and jigsaw is like well done you've redeemed yourself i guess now that i don't understand in and of itself because if she was bad enough to be put in a trap why is her being sneaky enough to get out of it uh, a good thing a good thing as mm. a life-saving thing i don't know but then for the rest of the saw franchise she then decides i think jigsaw is doing a good thing here so i'm gonna help him put people in traps and that yeah so i'm gonna like help him kidnap people and i'm gonna help him put them in the traps and okay. i'm gonna just be his like murder wench and i don't understand that now it people will hand wash it away as like oh but she suffered a trauma so mm. clearly she's not thinking clearly and i'm like i don't care how much trauma somebody put me through if i knew the person who put my head in what was essentially like a fucking bear trap mm-hmm. and then went i'm gonna rip the top half of your head off if you don't i don't know eat your own legs i can't I remember what the track was <laughs> but you know yeah those are the sorts of stupid things He's like you know cut off your own leg or i will cave in your brain yeah. with a sledgehammer and you're just like i don't fucking what yeah. i would be the instant i saw him trying to murder his stupid face off i'd be like what are you doing why did you do that to me and as saw goes on as well like the reasons that he puts people in traps are increasingly like the, the level of, of, of punishment to crime is <laughs> just the vast gulf. Yeah. So what I did like about Saw X10, whatever you want to call it, is that the people that he puts in a trap, I was about to say deserve it, but I mean deserve it in the in the context of Saw. Yeah, yeah. In the sense that in the real world, I would like them to be jailed, jailed not, not brutally murdered. You know, just go um, through the process of law, yeah. But basically what it is, is they're like a sham group who convince people who are dying that they can do miracle surgeries and then take like hundreds of thousands of dollars off them, do absolutely no surgery whatsoever, and then bunk off before anyone notices. <laughs> so they do that to him because he this is at the point where he's knows he has cancer, but mm-hmm. obviously isn't like quite at death's door yet. So, yeah, he goes to them. They do a pretend surgery couple of days like they they say to him don't take your bandages off for like at least a month they're super mega bandages what we've created that are antibacterial they're going to be better than any other band you don't need to clean your wound it'll be fine and he for some reason believes that but then eventually he's like i'm gonna take this bandage off i look at that there's no <laughs> surgical wound <laughs> i beg your pardon so he puts them in a, puts them in a trap now this is where all my problems with the film start because uh-huh. this is a relatively good premise but any time there's not a trap happening this film is boring it's so fucking boring like every time there's not a trap i was just like when will this film end so then the trap comes along and you're like oh yeah it's kind of cool they're clearly running out of ideas on traps lads mm. so, so <laughs> even when the traps are on screen sometimes they're a little bit like oh okay but the whole premise of this film and i I can't really remember if this had happened in Saw before, but I'm sure it must have done. The ending sort of revolves around Jigsaw being almost omnipotent because the villains of the piece do something that he then retaliates with a pre-planned something else. But there's no way he could have known that they were going to do that something to put them in that position. So I was I was just sitting there like, so this man is dying of cancer, yet he's building murder machines out of scraps i assume Mm. because he's not very 
well, I mean, I suppose he is quite rich because he just, he paid them a load of money to do a pretend surgery. But like, he's he's just he's like, and I know I'm not supposed to be looking for realism in the Saw movies, but the first film was kind of it realistic. Was quite, yeah, you could in a, it, in was a, a, it was a normal. You could see it happening. Like, it wasn't like a mad contraption where no. there's like 53 different moving parts. And it like it didn't require him to have any prior knowledge of what they do. It was literally just like, cut your leg off and shoot that guy or I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Those are your options. Ha ha. Yeah. Have fun in your horrible, dank, disgusting bathroom that makes me feel ill whenever I see it. That's scarier to me than <laughs> <and> the traps. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I feel like you would be diseased after you left there, regardless yeah. of the, any wounds that you might have. But anyway, long story short, Sorex, don't know that I would necessarily recommend. Some mm. of the traps are all right, but then nothing, they're just, they've, I feel like they've got to a point now where they're just like phoning in on traps. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so, yeah, like I was a little bit, I was a little bit disappointed by it. And especially because, like, the bird who lives in the first one, like, comes back to play her role again. But obviously she's now, like, 20-odd years older than she was. I don't know when Saw came out. It was early 2000s, wasn't it? I think so, um, yeah. But, yeah, so she comes back, and their way of making her look young seems to be to put a terrible wig on her that looks like a Lego man's hair. <laughs> like a Lego minifigure's hair. It's really bad. So, yeah, um, it's two, 2004 first one came out okay so yeah okay like yeah so 19 years yeah nearly 20 years ago so like i think if you like saw well if you like all of the saws you'll like this because it's just more of the same yeah you only liked saw and you thought the rest were middling to shit this is don't more see. middling to shit yeah don't bother <laughs> just don't bother <laughs> i just i'm just i i think i already knew when i saw oh saw x no yeah. no yeah. I mean, it's like I haven't watched many of the Jason movies apart from the first Friday the Thirteenth, and oh no, that's not fair. I did watch Jason X, which is when he went to space, and there was a really uh-huh. gross death in that. So again, there was a. I think it may have been during the lockdown year and a bit where Rich and I were like, "There's loads of horror franchises we haven't seen. Let's just watch them all." So we watched all of the Hellraisers, all of the Freddies, all of the Screams, all of the Child Plays, all of the Jasons. All of the Halloweens, like literally anything we could get our hands on horror-wise, we watched. And I will say that the majority of them, incredibly diminishing returns. (laughs) 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 Like, like just the quality drops just every time. The only series that I think have enough goodens in them for you to say that, yes, this is a good franchise, is Scream and, and Child's Play. Because the only one I don't like in that, I think, is Son of Son of Chucky. Son of Chucky, yeah. Uh, which is where they one. introduce Glenn, who is dreadful. <laughs> just, just not, not an interesting character, and it's, it has a very confusing thing about like gender happening in it. And I just, I don't know what they were trying to do or say, and it was boring. I just want to see a little doll murder a man. <laughs> I get it. Um, I get it. I, I think I caught one of the Charles plays on late night telly in America one night. I forget which one it was, but it was fun. I seemed to be at a fun fair. Someone seemed to be in the army. It was kind of cool. Mm, that's really, that's a really good one. I really, like, <laughs> I think, I think I really like all of them except Son of Chucky. And I love the Chucky TV show as well. The Chucky TV um, show is great. I, I've enjoyed that as well. 
I mean, that's full of people who do a lot of smell the fart acting. Uh, you know, the, um, I did an example for you because you're on the video and you can see it. But all of the listeners will be like, what in the what blue fuck is she talking about? But yeah, I love that. But no, I agree. I think Scream is a great horror franchise. It's it's got its obviously it's got its critics, but I think it did well with Scream 5 to not reboot, but just rejuvenate. That's the word mm-hmm. I'm looking for. The, the franchise so i look forward to see what scream 7 will be there's rumor it's going to be based at, at halloween possibly or new year's can't remember now and there's a uh, rumor it might come to london oh interesting interesting but rumor 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 who really knows but also i think that halloween is also uh, it's one of my it is my okay. favorite franchise yeah. but there are some there are three halloween movies that i wish there weren't halloween 3 i am beginning to like more even though it doesn't have michael myers in it i was gonna say is that the one that's completely incongruous yes because that's the <laughs> one where they wanted to make it an anthology but they did it in a wrong position it should have been two not three but you know studios are money uh halloween oh, yeah. resurrection is really awful came after halloween h2o where they killed off laurie and they set it basically in the myers house as if it was big brother it was a terrible 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 film yeah, and then no, and then halloween ends was just if halloween yeah. ends had been in in the second of that trilogy instead of like halloween kills even though i thought halloween kills was amazing i really like halloween kills. i think halloween kills is great but if they had introduced Corey in halloween kills instead of at halloween it's ends a bit more. yeah it yeah. would have made more sense yeah i agree but yeah want to hear the horror movie i watched yes have you seen talk to me no is that is that on netflix i don't know i watched it on a streaming service but i can't tell you which one because we've got about 53 of them fucking i, uh, I know what you mean personal problems i want to say it's australian but i could be talking out of my asshole now that i'm because i didn't write it down but it uh, yeah maybe yes i don't know um oh, the, pre- okay. the premise the premise of talk to me is that there is a group of people who have a sort of spooky looking hand I don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't really know how else to describe it it kind of looks like a mannequin hand but it's a bit decrepit and it's covered in lots of squiggly writing that makes it look ominous and yeah. when you when you hold it and you say talk to me a fucking ghost will appear and have a chat with you brilliant now the premise is great i really liked that idea the the bit where it's sort of lost me because the premise of it sort of is is that you can only really stay talking to them for like I can't remember the exact amount of time, but it's not particularly long because then otherwise like crazy shit starts to happen. So obviously people are like doing this at like parties. They're just passing it around like a party favour. And I'm like, Foolish. you're all insane. You all should dead. be getting all of the comeuppance. <laughs> you're all dead. The, f- the film has a lot of like really cool, really cool like uh, visuals in terms of like some of the ghosts that crop up because some of them have like died by like drowning. So they're just like you know like blue and gooey and like bubbling at the mouth and they can't communicate they're just like gurgling like it's really like gross yeah um but what i will say is this and i'm very sorry if i bring everybody down i did not know that this movie was largely about a girl trying to communicate with her dead mum after a um, point so i wasn't expecting there to be feels attached and i i don't know whether if maybe we were in a different position that maybe there wouldn't have been so much feels attached because the movie mm. itself doesn't like like it's clear that that's 
that her motivation is wanting to speak with her mom and be close to her mom and that sort of stuff. But it's not like the driving force of the film. The driving force of the film is them trying to help one of the other guys in their group who did the talking for too long and yeah. is now kind of fucked. <laughs> I, I don't want to spoil it too much, so I won't say like exactly in what way he is fucked. But they're like, we need to, we need, we need to fix this. We've done, yeah. we've done a wrong in here, lads. But yeah, so I don't, I don't think I was in the right place for this film. I think if the film had just been, you know, the hand and the ghosts and the trying to help the mm. the brother, that I'd have been like absolutely fully on board. You have to suspend your disbelief a little bit with it as well, because like it did seem insane to me that if somebody brought that to a party that I was at, it's mm. the, it's kind of like the Candyman thing, right? If, yeah. if somebody brought this to a party that I was at and they said, like, say Candyman five times in the mirror, I'd be, you know, Billy Big Bollocks and be like, all right. I fucking watch me. I don't believe in this shit. But the instant anything even slightly supernatural happened, I would poo all of my pants at once somehow. Yeah. yeah. And and just never want to... I'd be like, get that hand out of my house. What are you doing? Why? <laughs> Why is this something we find entertaining? So you have to sort of take that and, and just think like, I don't know, maybe these kids are braver than me. Maybe maybe they're more modern than me. Like, maybe. I don't know. But the instant that, like, it was proven to me that it actually worked as a thing and it wasn't just people being silly with a, with a mannequin, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. I'd have been out of there. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's a bit like... Um... Was it like that, that, like the monkey hand that grants wishes, but then it fucks you up anyway? Because any time you make a wish, it will f- fuck you up, basically. It reminds me a little bit of that. Yeah. But you see, if anyone had brought that, or if anyone said, say, this person's name five times into me, I'd be like, mm, no. Or I might get to like saying it three or four times with my bottle. It's like, yeah, I've got to go now. Bye. See, I, I am that kind of person who, like, you know, when like emails were like, I was going to say first a thing. I don't mean first a thing. Jesus Christ, I'm not that old. But you know when emails first became more popular and that yeah. was the way people communicated? You know, you'd always get those like emails that are like horror, oh, just like horror stories. And they're like, if you don't yeah. forward this to 50 people, this ghost is going to appear at the end of your bed and do a stabbing of you. Yeah. Uh, I was the kind of person who was like, this is fucking stupid, lads, and just bin the email off. Yeah. But... I am also the person who truly believed there was a ghost in my kitchen when I was alone in the house once and a magnet fell off the fridge. <laughs> now, what had actually happened was the front of the magnet, the plastic part, had Broken. just become detached. Yeah, yeah. The, the glue had just failed just and it had become detached from the magnet part. So the magnet stayed on the fridge and the plastic ended up on the floor. But I didn't yeah, yeah. know that straight away because I just heard a clattering in my kitchen in the dark mm-hmm. and I couldn't see the magnet still on the fridge. And I Googled how long does it take for a magnet to lose its magnetism and it was like months mate it'll slither casually down your fridge it won't pop off so i was like ghosts obviously and then i wouldn't go in the kitchen for a really long time until it got to a point where i was like i really need to pee and there's no other way out of my living room to get upstairs to the the bathroom yeah yeah. Uh, and that's when I put the um, the flash, the cap, the flash on my, the, the torch on my phone, torch on your phone, yeah, and, yeah. and inched into the kitchen, ah, ah, scared, uh, and discovered the magnet just on the floor. still on the yeah. fridge. Yeah. See, here's the thing, like right now, you see, now I think you know this already. Although we have seen both versions of Candyman, the original and the new one, and the new one's all right. You know, I still wouldn't say his name five times in Tamira because I'm not a fucking idiot, <laughs> but. And I absolutely will not have the original film or even a new one in my collection because it really did <laughs> shit me up. Here's the thing. Even now, and I watched that film donkeys ago, like not long after it came out and you could like rent it or whatnot. Mm. That's how long ago that came out. When I have to get up 
late at night and everyone to sleep in the house and I have to go to the, the toilet, I'll be like putting so many thoughts or songs in my head and pointedly not looking in the mirror. So I don't accidentally say that person's name five times, even in my mind. <laughs> whilst i'm in the bathroom and i know i know it's not real but what mm. if it is but what if it is yeah see now i've i've always been kind of like no that isn't fucking real but then the instant something happens that is even vaguely unexplainable yep. to my mind immediately i'm yep. like shit it's a ghost <laughs> i sleep with a mini baseball bat by the side of my bed and there have been nights ghost. When, that ain't gonna work well not for ghosts <laughs> but if anything even though i have two dogs in the house who i'm pretty sure they would bark at things but would also probably run out into the back garden too or run to me because they're scared if i hear a bump in the night or something i'm not quite sure what it is and i sleep next to my window and i have a window open because my sinuses need fresh air like i will hear something scraping along the floor do you know what it really is it's a fucking leaf it's a leaf outside my window being blown in a breeze but in my head that's like there's someone out there and i will pick up that baseball bat and i will sleep with my hand around it for the rest of the night yeah. So last year, I almost lost my mind because uh, I kept hearing scrabbling in the walls, I thought. And Rich was like, they c- nothing can scrabble in British walls because there's not. it's not like America where it's like wood panelling yeah. and a big yeah. hole. Like this is bricks and shit and there's insulation and nothing. But every now and again, and it always happened roughly the same time. It was about quarter past ten in the evening. I would just hear. Uh-huh. <laughs> for just like a minute. Yeah. maybe less so as it turns out i found out later after we got a man out to clear our gutter in there was a nest of birds in the gutter in. <laughs> but it the way, I the, get sound, it, I get the, way it. the sound was though it yeah. sounded distinctly yeah. to me like it was coming from like the wall not from like i get it above me and yeah. so i was like i'm gonna get murdered by a poltergeist in the night that's sure. living in my walls sure sure um yeah because yeah. i'm bananas uh <laughs> my 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 external hard drive from my xbox i didn't realize it used to make a noise when it was sort of like wind up or wind down and it sounds slightly like a young woman stroke maybe child sort of boo-hooing and it's really oh, fucking no. creepy and it freaked me the fuck out until i realized oh it's okay it's just my external hard drive that's yeah. all it is i was at home on my own once uh and it was in the winter so it was early morning it was about six in the morning and it was the winter so it was like dead dark and i just meandered downstairs to have a quick glass of water and go back to bed and then the playstation came on of its own accord now i didn't even realize that's what had happened at first but i just saw a light heard a sort of clanky whir and was like oh monsters (laughs) so I I was I was house sitting for my brother last year when he and his girlfriend I think was it last year I think it was last year could have been a time man it's just it's whatever but I was house sitting for him and dog sitting because I was looking after Barney at the same time and it was easier just to say his place right and I'm just sat there at night and I already think that his front door is not solid enough and it would just take one good kick for someone to probably he's all right he's a grown man who sleeps with a baseball bat next to him and has his little dog that would bark the house down so it's fine i'm a woman who's very aware of my body anyway (laughs) um i'm just sat watching telly one night and i think i had a lamp on and all of a sudden i could just hear this really creepy music and like little children you know like like when freddie like they got the one to like kind of creepy children singing yeah. and plinky plonky piano music. It was a bit like that. Oh and what God. was actually happening is my brother's a massive cunt. And because his Alexa is tuned into his phone, 
he just went to his phone and just tapped in creepy song to play via Alexa and his Alexa dot that was up on the shelf in the kitchen, which is because his 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 um, his house is like his top floor is like the kitchen runs into the living area. So he just got that to start playing music. And I was like, what the? Oh, you absolute prick. Yeah. Alexa, stop, I would say. I would have told him when he returned. <laughs> he messaged me and I, I'm, well, no, I messaged him and called him a massive cunt. Don't be a twat. Yeah. And then he called me and just was laughing down the phone. And then he video called me and continued to laugh. And his girlfriend was like, I told him not to do it. He thought it was hilarious. I'm like, it is hilarious, but also you're a massive prick. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm glad Um, it wasn't late at night when I was asleep. Anyway. Oh, yeah, that would have absolutely ruined me. I've got like three more things I wanted to talk about, but one of them is just really quick because I just wanted to say, don't ever watch it. Don't do it to yourself. It's well shit. Do it. One of the one of the prompts for the 31 day horror challenge was in a cornfield. And so Rich and I went, we've never seen Children of the Corn. Oh, no. Let's watch Children of the Corn. And that that movie peaks in the first two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) There's like a splendid sequence right, right up top full of murders blood everywhere the rest of the movie then is largely dramatic shots of corn wafting in the breeze and children being bad at being children (laughs) is that that also the one where it just looks like there's a massive like tremor worm just rumbling underneath the soil i mean maybe i can't remember remember. i've already forgotten the whole thing i've always heard it's i've always heard it's terrible i'm just like nah i don't need to watch that don't don't do that it's not it's not at all worth it one of the movies that I watched that I was pleasantly surprised by. Now, I'm about to say something uh-huh. that might annoy you. It might uh-huh. annoy you depending on how you feel about the original because I've never seen the original of this. Okay. And and now I've watched the remake, though, of Fright Night. Okay, sure. <laughs> so I really enjoyed this. Now, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to leave a bit of time before I actually watch original fright night now because obviously with this in my head that i'm gonna be comparing and stuff but i only wanted to bring this up very briefly just to say that more films should have colin farrell and david tennant in them together because they are absolutely fucking wonderful aren't they the pair of them (laughs) they are great like david like i don't think david tennant can put a foot wrong acting wise i don't think i've seen a role like even even like when I haven't actually liked the thing he's in, mm. I still really like him. Him, yeah. Um, he's just so like, like natural and casual, and yet somehow like completely stupidly emotive. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I could watch him just read a phone book. I think. Yeah. He's got a wonderful it. voice. He's really good at accents. I didn't even realise that he was Scottish after watching him in Doctor Who. Doctor I Who, thought he yeah. was just an, just an English man. I thought, oh, he's an English man. And then he got cast as Scrooge McDuck. And I was like, what? what? I better. <laughs> and I listened to it. And I was like, he is, in fact, a Scottish man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should have really thought that through based on his name. But, yeah, I really enjoyed this. It, it's, it's, I thought it felt a hair too long. It's, and then I looked it up and it's actually only 106 minutes. <laughs> so, okay. um maybe maybe uh, i was just very tired that day but largely i think it's really enjoyable like anton yelchin is in it and he's great christopher mince plus who plays like the same character in pretty much everything he's pretty good i enjoyed him after he gets turned into a vampire later and he's quite pissy about it that's very funny to me even dave franco appearing didn't ruin it for me so <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah i got like i thought that was a pretty solid 
pretty solid movie. We picked that one for the um, one of the prompts for the the challenge was Tony Collette, and I am uh, one of the few people in the world who thinks that Hereditary is fucking shit. Oh, I've not uh, watched it yet. I so I want to though. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it or anything, but I would. So Tony Collette is like a fucking tour de force in it. She's, she's ama- amazing. Yeah, she's amazing actress. Um, yeah absolutely mesmerizing and she does amazing work with what she's given but just the whole plot just did nothing for me yeah. and then and then it takes a turn at the end that made it even worse and i was like well, this is extra shit i might so, give it uh, a try just out of pure curiosity i've, I've listened I, to a podcast about it and probably would do if you like it if it's if it's for you then yeah. it, it will be great. like it's i can i could say it's well made it's well acted yeah, yeah. Uh, it's well shot like everything about it is technically good yeah. but if you are me and you think the story blows, then it's just like, uh, what am I here for? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed Fright Night. I thought it was really good. I've got, I don't know whether though, again, if I'd have seen the original, maybe I wouldn't be so. I saw the original years ago to the point that I don't remember it. And I haven't oh. seen the remake. I don't think, I think the remake I wanted to see, because I remember it coming out and I know I wanted to see it. And I just don't think I got round to it. I think I probably even added it to like a watch list and I just still just didn't get to it. But it, it always looked really funny. It is a really fun romp. There's a, there was a great bit that really made me laugh where like, because David Tennant plays this character who's like, a, you know, like he's like well-renowned as like a vampire killer, mm. vampire hunter. He's very, he's like famous. He just stage shows where he pretend murders, pretend vampires. And like, he's very much a showman. And there's a great bit in this where, where Anton Yelchin goes to him and he's like, you have to help me. Like, we, th- this is t- I'm having a terrible time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Colin Farrell walks in and David Tennant just nopes right on it. He's like, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> just, just goes. And I'm like, that is the reaction to have, I think, yeah. when, a, when a particularly uh, horrible type of vampire just walks into your office. I think just noping on into your safe room is, is acceptable. It's acceptable. Yeah, I agree. And don't invite it in. Yeah, exactly. Oh, why are people so stupid? I tell you, though, a vampire movie I did watch recently that I did enjoy, and the gore level was excessive, but brilliant, <laughs> was Renfield with Nicolas Cage. <gasps> I love that film. I thought that was great. I really enjoyed that. I did also, like, I like, I'm going to do a whistle stop tour through a couple. I watched Evil Dead Rise uh, a few weeks ago. Ooh. <laughs> oh, no. I the thing is, right, I did, I. I enjoyed parts of it, and then there was a lot of it I didn't really care for. It wasn't a bad film. In fact, it was quite a good film, and it had some good moments to it. But overall, I was like, mm, well, I've watched it now. There's a lot of stupidity in that film. I talked about I talked about that with, I think it was Mike, friend of the pod, social media Mike, uh, when he was on an episode. And uh, there's a lot of stuff in that film where you just think, all of this could be avoided if you just hadn't touched the book of teeth. Exactly, if you just hadn't. <laughs> yourself up and allowed blood to go on the if you're just left alone yeah you don't understand shit don't go in the hole but i want to go in the hole don't, don't take that book home don't but take, i want to take the book just oh you children you're what are you idiot. doing you absolute dumbass dummy 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 <laughs> so silly um uh, so yeah i watched that it. that was good a non-horror film which i watched the other day i bought myself uh, a 1983 drama called the big chill just got glenn close and kevin klein in it and mm-hmm. i recommend it's a quiet film it starts with a sad premise of a group of friends get together when one of their old college friends uh, commits suicide. You don't see that happen. You don't do anything like that. You just, they go to the funeral and you, you see them dealing with it. But it's got beautiful comedy in it. A killer soundtrack. It's an amazing soundtrack. It's just really good, really, really good 
performances throughout. And I just, I only saw it at the beginning of this year. Then I bought it, the Criterion Collection, secondhand through CEX, not an advertisement, but I get a lot of my stuff from there these days because cheap. Um, mm-hmm. And watch it with mum and dad and they really enjoyed it as well, which surprised me, but they did. But it's, I, yeah, I recommend that. And the rest of everything else I've been watching is TV. So I started with Goose. Have you tried Goosebumps yet? The new TV series of Goosebumps? No, I didn't realise it was out. It's on, Dis- it's on Disney Plus. There's a few oh, episodes yeah. out. Okay. I, I believe the episodes are dropping weekly, but there are, I didn't realise it was, it was here. Um, as in, you know, they put out a load of stuff in the US and it doesn't always come to mm. us straight away. But there's quite a few episodes to watch. I quite like it. Um, it's got Justin Long in it. Oh. <laughs> but I'm quite, the face I'm quite, I just yeah. <laughs> I quite like that they've taken lots of Goosebumps elements from other stories and they're putting it in this overarch, mm. like continuous story. It's been quite good. There's been some quite gross moments and creepy moments. The doll appears. You know, oh, the doll wow. I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, so that's been quite good. I watched over the space of about two or three nights Mike Flanagan's new one on Netflix, The Fall of the House of Usher. Yeah, yeah. I fell asleep during episode one, and then Rich went, "Do you want to watch it again?" And I was like, "No." The thing is, for me personally, he has yet to better The Haunting of Hill House. No, so here's one. a really stupid thing. I've not seen that, and I've not seen the one after that either. So Haunting I started, life. yeah, I started with Midnight Mass, mm. and then watched that Midnight Club I, or whatever it was called last year. I thought Midnight Club was good. Midnight Mass, I did enjoy, but I wouldn't watch again because I just don't need to. It's too walky for me. I I felt like it could have very easily been whittled down to like a four episode yeah, mini season. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> for me, it's one of those that when you look back on it at the time, it was something I really enjoyed. But when you look back on it, you're like, oh, I can't sit through that amount of blah blah again. Whereas I've watched. The Haunting of Hill House twice now and I still think it's brilliant and the jump scares in it are amazing. The problem mm-hmm. I had with Bly, The Haunting of Bly Manor is that I figured out part of it from the very first episode. Right. That was unfortunate. <laughs> but I don't but but I don't think he's done for me personally I don't that they're all acted out they're all created and made brilliantly but when it comes even though there were creepy moments in the fall of the house of Usher they're all despicably horrible people and I don't particularly care what happened to them. I think, I, mean? that was, I think that was my problem with it because after that, Rich said, well, I'm just going to watch it like whenever yeah. then if you're not bothered. And I was like, OK. And there was one day when I'd like had a share and I'd come downstairs and he was about halfway through. like, And it was an episode where like a, a guy was throwing a party. Yeah. And the ending of that episode, I was like, oh, that's actually pretty grim, lads. Yeah, but then the next episode rolled on, and I was like, "I'm bored again. I'm just gonna yeah. do something October's and listen <laughs> to a ta- podcast." <laughs> yeah, because it was just taking too long to get to the point. I thought, or, yeah, that's what I found with Midnight Mass. To be honest, is that yes. I just thought, I just thought somebody needs to just come in and just edit this just a teeny bit. Yeah, yeah. just, 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 just a hair. <laughs> and I, and I, and I, I so wanted it to be more than it was because I liked all of the actors in it especially the ones we already knew and I really like yeah. Mike Flanagan's stuff I think he makes it all exceptionally well yes yeah absolutely. It, it just wasn't hitting the notes I wanted it to hit because I wanted I, I just want another Haunting a Hill House because it was so mm. fucking scary and jump scary and I loved it for that and, and, it, and it didn't which was a shame so I watched that Only Murders in the Building on Disney Plus finished that current season I know it's been greenlit for a fourth season. I feel like this last season should have been 
its last because mm. I don't know how they're going to keep doing so many murders <laughs> in this one particular building yeah. or surrounding it. Yeah. But it was fun, and it had, and Meryl Street was amazing. I think Always. one of the one of the best new series, as in not a continued like the next season, uh, was at Star Wars Ahsoka. I fucking loved it. I yeah i i've said this before i think i'm not good at star wars stuff yeah. because my memory is not good there's so much of it there's so many like ancillary bits mm. um and i sort of already started it and i was like i don't know where this falls in the continent like where in the time scout yeah. and i just my brain just went i don't want to no, I get it. I get it. I, I enjoyed it like as a standalone because I didn't watch the Clone Wars. So there's loads of stuff that no idea about. Yeah. I had watched quite a bit of Rebels, but I haven't finished it, even though I've got See, Disney Plus and I've got I've got most of Rebels on DVD. But I thoroughly enjoyed it and I love Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. I thought she was great. And then I've just I've been watching the morning show on Apple Plus, Apple TV, because I'd already been watching it and it's still I still love it. It's Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon and Billy Crudup. And it's becoming a little bit, not quite soap opera, but a kind of, not even a guilty play. It's still really good, but it's kind of hits all the typical notes of a kind of a, this happens at a TV show and there's all this bad stuff and this stuff and mix it in with what's happened in the news recently kind of stuff. I still enjoy it though, but it it is wildly ridiculous what they get up to. I've restarted One Tree Hill. (laughs) It's on ITVX and it's free and it was there wow. and I just restarted watching it. Yeah, me and Rich have been very much in the mindset lately of um of rewatching things. It's like comfort TV and it like yeah, like I've, um we've rewatched like Community. We've recently rewatched Bob's Burgers. Like <laughs> I rewatched most of Ted Lasso. I've just started rewatching Gilmore Girls because it's the autumn and it's the perfect time to watch Gilmore Girls. And there's so much that I've forgotten. There's so much of it still kind of brings a few tears to the eyes. And then we had series season two of The Wheel of Time, which I watched and I loved because I love those big high fantasy series. And Star Trek Lower Decks is still amazing. And I'm watching that. So I've heard really good things about that, but I don't think there's any point me watching it because I've never watched anything Star Trek outside of the J.J. Abrams movies. Uh, and I, I thought those were enjoyable. Enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> I think, they were fine. I think the best part about Lower Decks is that it is the creators of Star Trek allowing themselves to poke fun at their own franchise and enjoy it with these particular characters. Mm -hmm. And then to have strange new worlds, which is like set before James T. Kirk at captains, the enterprise. So it's with captain Pike Trekkies will get that. It's okay. They had a crossover episode. So you had a live action TV show with strange new worlds. And then you had the animated show lower decks and they did a crossover where a couple of the characters from Lower Decks came into Strange New Worlds, and it was brilliant. It was uh-huh. so much fun. It was, don't get me wrong, really dumb, <laughs> but really, really funny, and I really enjoyed it. So, yeah. Oh, and I've been watching um, a thriller show called The Other Black Girl on Disney+, Plus, which is based on a novel, which I've, I've been enjoying, but it's a bit like I have to, you have to pay attention to recognise what's going on. Yeah. And to like underst- understanding what's going on in each episode, because it gets a little bit sort of complicated, but not. But also, if I start scrolling on my phone, I've probably missed really important information that I need. Mm. Yeah. But that's also very good. So. Oh, excellent. I'm just looking at how long we've been waffling. Yeah. There was uh, there was one other thing I wanted to talk about, but 
I only gave this movie two and a half stars, but it's interesting enough that I feel like I want to tell people about it because I really want to know what other people think of it. Um, so it's a film. It was on one of the streaming services, and again, I'm really sorry, I can't remember which one. It's a film called Medusa Deluxe. And it's a one-shot, ostensibly. I, yeah. I sincerely doubt it actually is, but it's filmed to look like a one-shot murder mystery set at a hairdressing competition. Okay. Um, so it's very much like a lot of like models and like diva-type characters and like very almost pompous like hairdressers who believe they are like the best of the best. Yeah. And the long story short is that somebody gets murdered at this event and so then everybody's sort of like stuck there and they can't do the competition and uh, and it's yeah it's like a big like you know one shot murder mystery in that sort of yeah. building. And the reason I only gave it two and a half stars is because the premise is way more interesting than what they delivered. <laughs> and that made me really sad because I was really enjoying the way they were doing the one shot stuff. It was like really clever and it all looked really good. And also I am somebody who like I watch things like America's Next Top Model, not because I actually care about like any of the people in it. I actually find most of them highly irritating. But I really love seeing like the amazing makeup that they do and the mad hair that they pull off and the, you know, weird photo shoots they do and the finished products. Like I'm really into all that sort of like visual yeah. Almost like artwork on a person. So like yeah. I was really enjoying like all the hairstyling stuff as well. But like yeah. The mystery wasn't as mystery as it should have been. Mm. That like, like people weren't as bothered about the murder as I feel like they should have been. Like, they, and I think they were doing that to try and make you think. So, oh, who do you think it was then? Because nobody seems affected, so it could have been anyone. But I'm like, surely, if you'd done a murder, your first thing would be to act super shocked about it and like shit yourself and be like what if somebody comes and murders me and that's how everybody would have been acting because you would have all been like whoever the do you know what i mean because you would have yeah, either yeah, been genuinely yeah. panicking or fake panicking to throw people off you know the center view kind of thing and it was such a shame because like i say the idea was great and i think the setting was great i don't know what the budget was like on it but i didn't know any of the actors from it but loads of oh that's a lie actually claire perkins was in it and i quite like her but um <laughs> the like there wasn't like a huge big names there wasn't like you know mad effects and like gore and whatever it was just this like one murder and then just a load of suspicion which i feel like it could have been good if they'd have built it up more as actual suspense but i'm really interested to see what people think of it because it's so clever and i just felt like it was such a shame it, it kind of rich's letterboxd review really summed it up for me and he said it was like somebody was trying to remake the movie climax without ever having seen it with hairdressers yeah and i love the movie climax like if, if there's anybody out there who hasn't seen climax i think it's fucking brilliant i think it's also very pretentious and people might watch it and be like what is wrong with you say this movie's shit right <laughs> But I thought it was fantastic. It starts off with like a one shot dance sequence for like 20 odd minutes. <laughs> it's not quite that long, but it's it's long. Um, but I loved it. It's very yeah, wonderful, wonderful film. But yeah, just I was just intrigued. Like I'd, I'd be really interested to see what like other people think of this film, because it's yeah, it's such a good idea. And the setting was so interesting. Like it was just a shame. Yeah, it didn't really deliver on that sort of premise for me. Yeah yeah but um that's enough about spooky movies because i need to stop talking because my throat hurts and also because rich will be downstairs going oh fucking taskmaster's been on for 15 minutes and my wife isn't downstairs and i want to watch it so jenny have you got a little yeah. song recommendation you'd like to do for the lovely listeners before we pop off i have actually and shockingly to probably not many it's a dolly parton song um, gasp 
I know, I know. Well, she's uh, not that she needs help with publicity, but she's bringing out a new album this year since her induction to the Rock and Roll Music Hall of Fame. So cool. she's brought out a rock album, rock music album, which comes out next month. But she's been releasing the odd track, as they do, to publicise, and she's just released Wrecking Ball, But the, which she does a duet with, that's not the song I chose, uh, that she did with her goddaughter Miley Cyrus. But the track she released before that was the song called What's Up? which you also know as What's Going On, yeah. which I remember from, what, the 90s, I think it was really big I think so, yeah, Four Nomblons. Yeah, and she's done it with Linda Perry, who's in a music video, and she's also worked with Linda Perry recently as a producer. But it's a great cover. I really, really like it, and the video's great. I have to say, there's this track and another track that she released, uh, World on Fire, I think it was called. She, re- she performed it, I think, at hall of fame induction or whatever i can't remember but anyway she is not someone who is often very political really she doesn't give her opinions on anything like that because she understands her fan base and doesn't want to upset people and cause from even though when she did a song called traveling through which was for a film that i've forgotten the name of but it was starred felicity hoffman who was playing a trans man no yes Sorry, I can't remember. But it was about transgender, and that is a very good film. And um, she did a song for it, which all sorts of people got up in arms about, oh, the content of this song, which is all bollocks. Mm -hmm. But I'd have to say with What's Up and with World on Fire song, if you really listen to the lyrics and some of the bits of the video, especially for What's Up, it's probably the most political I've ever heard Dolly Parton be. I I think her song choices... Some of the song choice in these new album is, is very interesting, and I think they yeah. say a lot more. So, yeah, that's that's my choice anyway. Good listening. Excellent. I mean, ord- hello, Papa. Um, ordinarily, uh, I would um, big up the guest's choice there and either be like, yeah, I'll give that a listen later, or maybe I'll like it. I really dislike the original of that song, so uh, this wasn't going to be... <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't going to be a choice Stace was going to like. Interestingly enough, that, that, that song... Uh, features in Mutant Mayhem. That was a song I was not expecting to pop really? up in a Turtles movie. Not the Dolly Parton version, but no, yeah, it really, no. really threw me when it came. And I was like, what is happening? Yeah, I find it intensely irritating. I will say, actually, though, I think I liked this version more mm-hmm. just because I think Dolly Parton's voice is more palatable to my ears. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's very fair. Yeah. And let us move swiftly upon. Swiftly upon. Yes. Swiftly your choice. On. Yes. Um, so I am being very cliche. Last year around Halloween, I picked a ghost track because I was like, way ghost in it, spooky, lads. And I, I, I promised myself I wasn't going to do it again this year because I was like, just pick a song that you like. Well, Ghost fairly recently released an EP of covers, one of which was We Don't Need Another Hero. And it's fucking great. So, <laughs> so I, yeah, I had a little listen of it today and it is really great. I've got yeah. To say. yeah. It's all of their covers are very much sort of like close enough to the original to be respectful, but different enough so that you don't go, well, what was the point of this then? Because <laughs> I do have a bit of a problem with covers where people when people are too faithful, because I'm like, well, I could I'll just listen to the original. I don't yeah why (laughs) but there's like the addition of some like you know just just a smattering of sexy guitar in this that i really enjoy and i think it's i think it i actually think it came out before she passed away but i think either way it's a it's a really fitting tribute to like a phenomenal yeah yeah performer i think it really does the original justice and Mm. uh yeah have a little listen to that folks do it and uh and on that note 
cool blimey it's been a spooky old time (laughs) 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 thank you got my neon bat I noticed your neon bat. I think it's adorable. It's great, isn't it? Uh, I wish I had some neon signage in this room, but also I don't have enough plug holes. Um, <laughs> take that as, as you will. As you will, yeah. As you will. <laughs> Jenny, thank you so much for joining me in the parlour again. It's been an absolute pleasure. As oh, per thanks you. for having me. I always enjoy it. Uh, I enjoy all our podcasting time. So. <laughs> so many podcasts. Yeah, so ordinarily this is the bit where I would say, do you have anything to plug? But the thing that you have to plug is the podcast you do with me. I do, yeah. <laughs> I think everyone should listen to The Parlour, but I think everyone should also go and listen to the Never Seen podcast. Uh, we've got our new episode coming out on the 1st of November, which is Never Seen, Planes, Trains and Automobiles. So. Yeah. Make sure you're ready to listen to that. It was a collective gasp then of a bunch of people who were like, who hasn't seen that fucking movie? Uh, <laughs> it's me. It's almost always me. Yeah, but just you wait until you listen to it to hear other audible gasps of what else Stace has not seen. <laughs> yeah, I'm a terrible human. I don't know how I managed to get a, a pop culture well, I podcast. Do. I completely get it. Considering there were barely any reaction to the fact that I have not seen hellraiser excellent yeah to be honest i i think that's an acceptable it's not like one of those films that like everybody loves and like everybody's seen it's kind of like a cult classic isn't it i can i can see why anyway we're starting another conversation conversation i'm trying to leave leave. Um, i wrap up we're good at doing wrap ups yeah we're so we're so good at that hey everybody go and follow at never seen underscore pod that's it never seen underscore pod and uh, give us a follow on the on the on the stuff Instagram and that and X, and X formerly known X. as Twitter as everyone says in all press it's, it's Twitter still, it's still Twitter it still says Twitter.com when you fucking I'm not going to give that man any more airtime you can follow me I'm on like nearly all of the socials now as Stacey's parlour and I am struggling to utilise all of them properly. <laughs> so. There's too many. The best one I am at on is Instagram because I just post loads of pictures of like my inktobers and my stupid face. So, you know, if you want to see a little bit of Turtles art and my mug, go follow me there. Have a bloody splendid Halloween, everybody. And if Halloween's already happened by the time you've listened to this, have a bloody splendid November. And and I will see you next month. Listen to Never Seen. Love you everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. To get in touch with me, the titular Stace, you can follow me on Twitter at Stacey's Parlour, send an email to stacysparlour at gmail.com or come and join the Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour Facebook group. If you'd like to leave a review for the show, please do so on Apple Podcasts or over at podchaser.com. If you like what you heard enough to want to give me some money, which would be quite spectacular actually, you can go to coffee.com forward slash Parlour. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. The music that you're hearing right now is by the amazing band Starbomb and you should really check them out on Spotify, iTunes or on their website. Thanks for stopping by and I'll see you next month. Mwah!